bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. And we're back and ready to rip here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 18. And man, we're glad to be back for another week and another episode. We are bringing you all of the local motocross action from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week on yet another episode. I am your host, Zach Newberry, and we would like to thank everyone who has been enjoying these first couple of episodes already and the great positive feedback from these already from you guys, the listeners, has been phenomenal. If you have not yet checked out any of the past episodes, do yourselves a favor and check them out after this one which are now available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Pandora, Listen Notes, and many more to choose from to listen to the past episodes with awesome guests. It is fantastic to see the support from the local community and even outside the local community's support in the sport of motocross. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to local racing all the way to professional and everything in between. With that, there are a good amount of talking points to chat about within this episode. First, we will get into some local motocross racing action from Virginia, North Carolina, and the surrounding states with the Birch Creek Motocross Park Loretta Lynn area qualifier this past weekend, and man, it had some cold conditions on Sunday, let me tell you. And uh, my effort, I raced on Saturday and did not on Sunday, and uh, we will we will talk about that uh, and much more from that Birch Creek Loretta Lynn area qualifier in uh, Danville, Virginia. And keeping that same local energy talk, we will have a call in from South Carolina's B-class rider now, Dawson Cobb. He was a two-time Loretta Lynn champion last year in the uh, 125C and 250C class at Loretta's, along with other amateur titles that he won. And uh, we're going to get Dawson on uh, for the Dirt Industries Custom Graphics local legend segment, talk about his successful year last year, grabbing, uh, like I said, multiple C-class titles, moving up to the B-class this year, the Birch Creek uh, Snowfest this weekend, and much more from Dawson coming up here shortly. The Salem, Virginia AMA Arena crosses this weekend, and we will be on hand for that event in our hometown, so we'll get into that. And finally, we will break down all of the action. RM Army, Suzuki on top, Kickstarter, uh, Kenny Roxon gets the win in Indianapolis Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship, and we'll talk about that. And as you guys know, as always, we will get more into this jam-packed episode of the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 18. Make sure to check us out by searching Imperative MX on Instagram, Facebook, our popular TikTok channel, and Twitter if you have not already done so. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on all of the social media platforms as we can uh, continue to grow on each one. Before we go any further, we have to say thank you to all of the sponsors on board here on the Imperative MX Podcast. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Mika Metals, and brand new sponsor on board for this year, 
Total Control Racing Suspension from Burlington, North Carolina. And uh, don't forget to check out ImperativeMX.com when you get a chance. A ton of new things are in the works and already live up on the site. Uh, we have Zach Heron, uh, who does the broadcasting and live announcing for the GNCC series. He has his own uh, uh, segment up for race recaps, and his first one is now live up on the website, so make sure to go check it out. Uh, this is the best Supercross season uh, as far as points goes, the points gap from first uh, web all the way down to his teammate, actually, Aaron Plessinger, is 48. And for the first time in um, a long time, uh, it has been underneath that 50-point gap uh, between the top seven. So a lot more stories just like that on ImperativeMX.com, along with all of the sponsor logos uh, in the banner at the top. Click those logos. It will bring you directly to the company's website. Purchase those products directly from the link on the website quick and easy for you guys like i said uh more updates reads galleries and so much more here in 2023 so be on the lookout for more coming on imperativemx.com and thank you to all uh, to the amazing companies that we have uh on hand and we will get more into each of these awesome companies here in just a bit make sure to support the ones that support the sport like these companies helping us out to bring you these podcasts weekly and, of course, helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast, the highly likable, knowledgeable, and, of course, the District 29 2011 C-Class champion, Heavy D. What's going on, Heavy? Oh, dude, you know, another day living the dream. And Moto Talk, son. I know. It's, a, it's about time. We had a crazy weekend of uh, racing from Indianapolis to uh, the Birch Creek Snow Fest that I attended. And, uh, man, there's so much to get into uh, here on this episode. And before we uh, break down all of it, if you are looking for your next ride, look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports. If you are around the surrounding area and looking for a new or pre-owned motorcycle, dirt bike, ATV, UTV, whatever it is, stop by Princeton, West Virginia, West Virginia Motorsports. Don't forget to order your parts for your current bike alongside West Virginia Motorsports or alongside walking out the door with that new ride. Find your key the fun at West Virginia Motorsports. And uh, don't forget to grab those oil filters and air filters on the way out. And Heavy D, don't catch them on fire, man. God, don't, don't, don't get into that uh, that line of work. You don't want to get into that line of work setting filters on fire. No. It's not a healthy hack. Uh, pop, pop, Papa will not be stoked on that. Oh, no. He'd be royally pissed, might I say. Uh, absolutely. Uh, first, man, let's get into some of the local uh, racing action from this weekend and Birch Creek. Um, man, uh, it was it, <laughs> three months off the couch for myself, Heavy D. I went and raced uh, on Saturday and uh, stayed with my good friend, uh, Charlie Forbes, who actually owns PR Motorsports. They're just a local vendor that is now going to be at the uh, NCMX series all year around or all year long. So uh, make sure if you need any gas, parts, um, tires, uh, they tire change as well. Uh, anything that you guys need help with mechanically or parts-wise or anything like that, make sure to go and check out PR Motorsports. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Forbes and uh, my other good good buddy justin kendrick we all race the same class 25 plus and um man it was uh i got humbled heavy d i'm not gonna lie the, <laughs> I, I 
I picked up, uh, like I like I said earlier, we got total control racing suspension from Burlington, North Carolina, on board this year, and uh, I went and picked up uh, the uh, suspension and the bike from Chad on uh, Friday. Drove up to the track and uh, stayed the night, of course. And yeah, Saturday morning, man, it was chilly, and uh, they only did two laps for practice, and then they went ahead and started. Well, the line was super long, of course, at a local ra- uh, at a Loretta Lynn uh, qualifier. Uh, line was really long and I wasn't going to stress. So, and cause I still had to put my helmet pads in and I still had to get the stuff out of the motor home, move it to the trailer where they were at, where the bike was going to be set at. I had took some pictures of the bike, dirt industries, custom graphics, absolutely killed the bike, uh, with the graphics. And, uh, yeah, I was doing all that. So I really wasn't stressing and, uh, went onto the line for, uh, our first 25 plus moto or no, I'm sorry. It was a B support. So they had a open a B support. Now, I I don't know really what that means. I guess it's just A and B riders, whatever in there. But it was really only, I think, like six or seven of us. And so I knew that it was kind of going to be me, uh, Justin, and Charlie up there. And uh, I ended up pulling the whole shot, Heavy D. No. Dude, out of the three races, I didn't do my last 25-plus moto because I was absolutely smoked. My my thighs are still (laughs) smoked from the day. Like, I'm not even going to – I'm not even going to lie. And oh, and dude, I got humbled. Charlie and Justin passed me on the first lap, dude, and they left me, man. Like I was, I came off the track. I'm breathing heavy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know if I can ride the rest of the day. Like, oh my gosh, Stop dude. It. bro, I'm telling you. And uh, yeah, no, had some uh, had some hydropower right after that, and sure enough, what do you know, Heavy D? We were ready to go, and by the time we got to that third moto, because the suspension was new. We got new uh, factory chassis part, um, engine mounts, and um, and all of that engine mounts, and um, yeah, so it was a little bit different uh, of a bike because the bike was a little bit stiffer from uh, from Chad's doing, and um, also with the uh, motor mounts and all of that. So it was it was hard to get used to, but I, I'm not gonna lie, I got humbled really quick. <laughs> oh, dude, it's. It was it was it was a time to be alive. Time to be alive. It was time. It was it was a time for myself to kick my own ass. Uh, to pretty much get myself uh off the couch and uh do some riding, which I really well, enjoyed. So, uh, the the bike and the track. Was it that like? Was it that gnarly on you? Uh, well, it was just. I think it's just from where I haven't rode, and um, I also got sick there a couple of times and so I think my body is I, I guess just still weak from that or I, I don't know really no excuses other than I just haven't rode in three months so right um but um no I mean I felt good like that third moto I felt good um you know I was able to stay up there near the front and I think I came away with second overall in the uh um in the AB support so um it was good overall um I had a I had a lot of fun uh, racing actually and just spending time at the local track. That's really what it's all about for me. So um, I had a I had a great time. And here here in a little bit we're gonna have Dawson on too, and he'll talk about the snow fest that happened on Sunday because I did not want any part of that. When it's snow and cold and wet, I'm out. There ain't oh you should have rolled with it. Man, no, I I, I probably should because they only did one moto, um, but. Man, I'm not going to lie. I got humbled quick on Saturday, and I was like, bro, I only got one shot in this in this one race, and 
uh, if I go home muddy and I didn't qualify or get inside or whatever because of a mistake or something like that, yeah, I'm out. But yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So, um, but the Ridge uh, MX, the first race of the year, Heavy D. I think me and yourself uh, are going to be doing the live announcing for that event. Uh, hey, we in there, dude. We in there, Salem, North Carolina, which is my, which is the first. AMA sanctioned race I ever did in 2002. Now, at what, how, almost uh, 30 years or almost 20 years later, or right at 20 years later, now I'm announcing at the place. This is uh, this is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. This this is pretty cool. Heavy D. Oh, I'm stoked on it. I think it's gonna be sick for sure. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty dope. Like, I raced there and I got those. I figured out the KX100 son. Oh, they and, kept the uh, old KX100. I, I felt like a champ. I was like, I just rode the piss out of this thing. Ain't nobody telling me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And they changed the track too. And uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride on Saturday and uh, Sunday. I'll save it for the racing and for the announcing. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked to to go there. Uh, it seems like a lot of fun. Um, and uh, man. Uh, yeah other than dude i'm just i'm stoked like that's one of those things i've been looking forward to is to try to do some like live announcing and uh yeah first opportunity myself and you in the booth at uh devil's ridge aka now or uh i guess now the ridge aka devil's ridge uh it is gonna be fun oh yeah dude it's gonna be so sweet i can't wait like oh man i'm honestly looking forward to it Dude, there's gonna be some good laughs and some good battles. I I already know they're gonna they're gonna oh, put it to no. us. They're gonna make us ha they're gonna make us commentate pretty well. I know they are. Your dad stays in Sanford, right? No, nah, my dad. Well, it, it might as well be. My dad lives in Pittsburgh, which is just right down the road. So, down son, the road. yeah, dude. So me and Nicole can literally just go to my dad's and pretty much stay at his house for the weekend. So I actually really enjoy that. So that's why that's why I love Devil's Ridge so much, and I just know the area really well too. So that helps. I was gonna say I thought it was some I, I was I figured it was somewhere around there. I couldn't remember. Yep, yep. So um right there in um in Graham County, so or in Chatham. I forget what county. Uh, if I'm wrong, my fault. Um and then yeah, just a series hype for all of the uh uh the surrounding series, District thirteen, NCMX, uh first race this weekend at uh NCMP. Um, if you guys do not make it out to the Salem Arena Cross, which is also this weekend and um imperative mx's hometown here in virginia um salem civic center um on friday which is going to be a lot of fun uh yeah check out uh district or i'm sorry uh, the ncmx series at ncmp uh district 13 races go and check them out and uh yeah no it's going to be uh really good and we're going to actually go ahead and keep that same local energy uh, motocross talk and go ahead and get Dawson Cobb here on the line. Dirt Industries custom graphics for over 10 years. They've designed, uh, designed, manufactured, and marketed the highest quality dirt bike graphics and decals to the motocross and consumer markets. Their high quality decals are considered by many to be the best in the industry. The awesome graphics and decals are utilized by professionals and weekend warriors alike, exactly like myself. <laughs> uh, the highly acclaimed design team is well equipped to help our customers or uh, their customers get the look they want in a short amount of time. And uh, Heavy D, the Imperative MX podcast graphics, the uh, holographic 
uh, kit looks really good on the RMZ 450, huh? Oh, dude, that is standing out. That thing is fire. I yeah. thought it was ready to line up for uh, the next SX race. Oh, yeah, for Detroit this coming weekend, it might as well. I mean, it looks just as good as Ken Roxon's. I mean, come on. Come on. Oh, dude, it's here. It's hard. Absolutely, and that's what Dirt Industries Custom Graphics does. Uh, we do have a uh, might as well bring back the local seg the local legend segment uh, with Dawson Cobb here on the line. Dawson, man, thanks for coming on to the Imperative MX podcast. Oh, yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, dude, and uh, man, last year uh, you are uh, you know you won Loretta's uh, for the first year at the ranch, and you came away with two titles. Um, walk me through that. How did that happen? What you know, kind of leading up to it. What were your uh, your expectations, and kind of walk uh, walk us through it through uh, from your perspective. So uh, about a year before that, I was like done racing, and I went back to school. Sold most of my bike. I think I had one left because I think I tore my bicep and rotator cuff and all that, and I was done. Mm -hmm. But then I went and got a one twenty five. Then I started riding again, and then I went, I don't know where my first back race was. Started doing the TR Knot series and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then we went to Daytona. I got one title there and a couple seconds and thirds. Yeah. And then I went down my air qualifiers, I think won some of those and all that. And then we went to High Point. I think I went... I won almost all my motos. I think I lost a couple. Uh-huh. And then I just started working. Getting, I didn't really know what to expect before the red is though. Yeah. Uh like I was going to uh, I was going to ask was kind of what were you looking like? You know, you had won uh going up to Loretta's so were you was your mindset winning Loretta's or were you not sure because you didn't know how stiff the competition was actually going to be? Well, before they, uh, before my regional, I didn't really know what to expect. But after my regional, I got a little bit more confidence. But going in right to the Reddit, I didn't say nothing, but I wasn't leaving without a title. I had my mind made up. <laughs> That's good. That's the mindset that you definitely want to have. <laughs> yeah. I was even there without least. Yeah. And uh, you, that's your first ever uh, appearance at Loretta's, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so is that actually your first time ever actually going to the ranch, or had you been uh, a couple of years before just to watch or check it out? Uh, I went the year before to watch. Okay, so you so you kind of knew what the vibe was kind of going to be like coming in then. Yeah, the, the year I went and watched, I got scared because it was crazy. Oh, yeah, no, Loretta's ain't no joke, and a lot of people there don't have responsibilities, especially in your class, and they're holding it wide open. So, um at least at that time. So, um, and then obviously you went on to win other multiple titles throughout the year and, uh, in C class. And, um, it had to feel good to back up, uh, that 125 C win and also that 250 C, uh, Loretta Lynn title, um, moving on to the other events, huh? You had, you know, like the victory sports, uh, top gun showdown. And, uh, you went to the next level one Oh one verb, uh, race. And, uh, you also went to Minios as well. So, uh, yeah, speak about the the remainder of the year after Loretta's. So after Loretta's, we went to Bob Brawl, and I went nine for nine. 
So we did good for we did pretty good there. And oh, okay. Then, yeah, there were so many amateur races afterwards. I I completely forget, but yeah, I remember Heavy D. I think we actually had the podcast. Uh, we had just started the podcast, and he was uh, speaking about that, right, Heavy D? Oh yeah. Um, it was funny because like even at Loretta's, I just me personally, I had a feeling like deep that I knew he was going to win Loretta's. I was like, ain't no way he's not going there and winning. I, I was just, it's just, you know, you got some kids you see and you like, okay, he's going to dog the rest of that class. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was there. Then he went to Baja 9 for 9. And then, of course, cleaned up at Verb Classic. And then, like, when we was at Verb Classic, I was there when I was announcing. He was like, I'm not even racing to see it many of those, which I, I thought was pretty cool because most kids would have stayed back and just finished out and got C. Yeah. But he was like, I'm just going to go ahead and get my feelings hurt. I was like, yeah. What? yeah, and you went to you went to Minio's your first you know your first time in actually be in uh, in B class. So yeah, speak about speak about that because that was going to be one of my other questions was talk about the jump to the B class from the C class and now that you've been uh, you know you've had a couple of races under your belt with one being uh, the Ricky Carmichael uh, Supercross race at Daytona um, uh, two weekends ago. Speak about the competition and how you feel going into the start of uh, the twenty three season. Yeah, we showed the minios. Everybody was telling me to do C class to get titles and all that, but I already had enough C class. I didn't want to. <laughs> he said, "I already, ha- I've already I had enough. Title. I'm ready to go." I don't need no more. Face <laughs> with C class. I'm tired of that. So went to uh, minios. Didn't really know. Didn't really expect anything out of myself. Just went to go ahead and get my feelings hurt. Get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> learn work on I think I got I actually surprised myself I think I got a 7th mm, on Supercross and 250B I had another 7th and 450B but they some a lot of people protest each other for jumping on a flag at dot to like 11th yeah and then on Moto I struggled I don't know what was wrong with me I was down I think I got uh, ninth and a tenth. So I surprised myself a lot. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, I was always a I was always a rider that um, liked to ride with faster people because I felt like it helped me improve. And even if it took me, um, you know, a year or two or whatever the case may be, um, I always felt like having those guys that were a little bit quicker helped me. Do you feel the same way? Oh yeah, they help. They push you. You just get to see what they're doing and. A lot of what helped me because I just get to learn their pace and get to see what they're doing. Because when I was in C class, I would try to compare my lap times with all of them at the nationals and stuff. And sometimes I was right there, but when you're with them, you get to see what they're doing different and learn from it. Right. The Dirt Industries Custom Graphics Local Legend segment here with Dawson Cobb on the line, the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 18. Heavy D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's oh snap? Oh, I had to get up. I'm sorry, old man moments. <laughs> um, so I know what Daytona like. You was shredding. Like, did you like surprise yourself there too? Because I see where you ripped off that second, and you was like matching lap times with those dudes. Like, so like, what's your feeling like now? Are you still like still feeling like that same rush now as you was last year? Like, 
in C class. Yeah, I'm gonna see what we can do. But that first moto, well, in practice, I was riding terrible. Like my dad told me we'd be happy with the top fifteen because <laughs> <laughs> that, that first moto, and I don't even. I think I got. I know I was top ten on the start. I made a couple passes, and then I was going, and then. My buddy Jordan Renfro flips beside me. I don't know if y'all saw that after the finish yeah. run. Bad. So I get away from that, and I look around. And I'm like, where's everybody else at? And I look, and I see Casey in front of me. I'm like, oh, I'm in second. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I pumped up really bad. But then um, Janet caught me a little bit at the end. And he was, I heard him coming. He was unlimited the whole time. Kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, what's it like now? I mean, I mean, now that you got to, you, you get to hear a little bit of of that, and we always talk about it, uh, you know, and and Supercross and just racing in general. I mean, you can hear the uh, the guys biked behind you. You can um, definitely tell when it's a um, a faster guy behind you, and um, and all of that. Speak about that a little bit. Oh yeah, they're scary, especially some of the Yamahas. Oh. <laughs> But all them, all the big class kids have like a little bit more rev and hatred towards me because they want to get beat by a C class kid. Yeah, but that's more so they, motivation for you though, right? I mean, yeah, because I mean, if they beat me, oh well, they beat a C class kid. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if, I I beat, if I beat them, they got beat by a C class. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, Oh, oh my man. goodness! They're gonna get beat by C class kid. I love it, dude. I love it. Like oh. the- I, I can take pick and all the factory bikes are up there, and I was sitting in second. Everybody's like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> um, speak about uh, <laughs> speak about some of the sponsors that you got. You got uh, Canvas and Oakley, uh, all on your own, and uh, yeah, speak about that. I was speaking to your dad a little bit. Um. At Birch Creek before uh, before I came up and uh, talked to you there on the uh, on the start line, but um, yeah, speak about the sponsors you went out and got all on your own. So yeah, we Alaredas um, they had when you get a title, you get these little sheets that like you get to pick a piece, uh, pair of glasses or something. So I went to Oakley, and then I started talking to Aaron Kane, and then. It just started from there with him. He's really nice. Okay. Helped me a lot. Cool. And then Drew Adams and Heather Adams helped me a lot with Michael Eve at Canvas. Yeah. Yep. And that's so uh, that's Villapoto's uh, brother-in-law. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, Michael Lee. Did, Michael Lee. Uh, yeah. He uh he's married to um what's her what's Kylie. her name? Yeah, Kylie. Yeah. Kylie Villapoto. So no, that's uh that's really cool. When your dad told me that, I was like, man, that's uh that's awesome. And we got to uh we got to speak a little bit more, kind of about uh kind of about you and the way that you and him kind of have a dynamic on uh on race day. And uh, touch on that a little bit for the listeners and for some of the parents uh even that are that are listening. I feel like you and your dad have a really good dynamic because you guys are really on this on this verge of. Um, you know, starting to, you know, uh, climb the ranks here uh, with your finishes and uh, now moving into the B class and um, all of this uh, coming your way. And it feels like the d- the dynamic between yourself and your dad is really good. Speak about that a little bit. 
Oh yeah, we're we do everything together. But we just, I don't even know how to explain it. We yeah. just we he's always there. What do you mean by dynamic? Like, <laughs> like, like, like you, like you and your, like, uh, like if you have a, if you have a bad motor or something like that, it doesn't seem uh, like he wants to completely flip out. He seems to, you know, kind of understand and uh, seems to really motivate you and knows kind of uh, what buttons to press to to kind of get you uh, in a in a good, um, I guess, a good mode or a good flow to go out there and do really well. Um, yeah, just I guess just speak on that a little bit. Uh, we have some bad times, but it gets pretty rough sometimes. But it helps him make and ride better. Yeah, that's what it, that's <laughs> what I, that's what I was saying because that's what he said. He said that he knows what bus, buttons to press uh, to to get you to uh, to get you to go. Pretty much. Yeah, sometimes I'm not doing the best, and I'm just yeah, but then. He makes me mad, and it works, and I ride better. <laughs> do, do you do you like that though? Do you do you do you like that? I mean, yeah, I, I like it. it. Makes me tough. Well, then I'm getting used to it, though. He said, "I'm still getting used to it." <laughs> <laughs> but if he talked to if he talked to other kids like he talked to me, they'd probably they couldn't handle it. But they'd probably cry. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's pretty rough. Yeah. Well, that's just what you know. Yeah, I love in this it. sport, you have to you have to be strong, right, Heavy D? Oh yeah, you definitely got to be strong. Like you can't be. I mean, you can't be. Excuse my. Well, I ain't gonna say excuse my French. I don't know if like a certain dynamics in the world would like what I'm about to say, but you can't be sissified in this sport. No, you definitely no. cannot. And so, I mean, it, it's pretty good. I just. It's pretty. It's funny because I never see like I guess because every time I see you, you ride pretty good, but I never see David like getting the uproar. I guess it's just like that son, that father son ordeal. So like he he knows where to get you, like to get your mind right. It, it's probably one of those ordeals. Like y'all get back to the van or or the trailer, and it's like all right, it ain't got to be nothing major, but he knows the right thing to say to get you. Yeah, he usually just got to say a couple words and it fixes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gives me a certain look and I know he ain't even gonna say anything oh damn he done feel broke his ass if he give you the look yeah he gets bad look oh man that's good um speaking of local legend and uh you know you hear on uh you hear on uh the podcast and the local legend segment uh, do you have one, uh, like one guy that just was from a la- around the local area that you looked up to when you were racing that was just absolutely balls fast and uh, was waxing everybody? Do you have uh, Do you have one rider that kind of stands out? I used to look up at, when I was on the YZ85, I used to think Logan Riggins and Devin Salo were the kings. I used to look up to them. Okay. Stop the madness. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought Gus was a Gus was a beast. I used to look up to him and that. <laughs> I, I love Gus. Those are uh, actually two racers that I do not know. Be actually surprised. Uh, are they from the uh, the South Carolina area? Yes, sir. Okay. Think, that yeah. That might be why. Because really, I mean, um, yeah, there's not many that I know outside of Smith, uh, Les Smith, that are from South Carolina. Heavy D, 
any others that come out, have come out of South Carolina recently? Oh, dude, that's a fleet that come out of South Carolina. Hit me, hit me with some. I'm I'm brain farting oh. here. Let me see, let me see. I'm trying to think. It was so many. Um, I think PJ Larson was out of South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, PJ, yeah, PJ, yeah, PJ, yeah, PJ, yeah, PJ was PJ less. Um. No, Shroop was North Carolina. He yeah. was right there. Iron yeah, I thought I thought maybe Treadle, but Treadle's from Florida. Well, he lived in North Carolina, Greensboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, but I think he he was originally from Florida, though. Um, Nico Izzy, Georgia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, there's there's not many that have, there's there's some that have come from the surrounding area, but not many that actually come out of South Carolina kind of weird yeah 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 because i'm trying to think i'm really trying but, to think uh, dawson is there any other ones that we're missing i don't know about those type writers but i i remember two that i used to look up to uh cal bitterman <laughs> oh yeah bitterman fuck we had him bitterman, on the podcast yeah yeah yep. uh yeah and you got uh piedmont's own um randy richardson michelin tires Oh, I forgot two more. Cameron Cannon, Logan Stokes. Oh, yeah, Canning. Yep. There we go. We're starting to get some. There we go. We're starting to get the South Carolina name out there for you, Dawson. I'm trying to think. I can't think of any more. Michael Trainum was one, too. I worked with him. Uh, Dude, it was... I'm trying to think. It's it's more. It's just so many. I can't... I I know. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get an email. Uh, like this weekend while I'm at the racetrack, and people are going to be like, oh, you forgot about this guy. Like, dude, I, my bad. There's a lot of motocross racers. Oh, dude, there's so many. Especially back in the day, I too. I know we're missing probably a lot back in the day. but Oh, yeah. But, man, that's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Heavy D, uh, any, um, any final questions uh, for uh, Double D here before we uh, hop off? What is some more questions? I know one thing. You need to add him on Snapchat. Him and his friends. Uh, uncover your mic, Heavy D. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear. We can. We can all hear you now. The listeners are going to be stoked now. <laughs> uh, I'm saying you need to add Double D on Snapchat because him and his friends. They funny as hell. They are probably the funniest group of kids you ever want to see in your life. The shit that they do is beyond measure. God Almighty, is funny as hell. That's awesome, Dawson. Go ahead. Like, and, uh, where where can we find you at on uh, on socials? We'll go ahead and let you plug them in here. Uh, my Instagram is DawsonCobb15, and then you know what my Snapchat is. I'll find, I can Dawson. I can find it and put it in the description of the video for uh, all of the people uh, listening. Dawson Cobb dash forty one dash forty one. Okay. There you go, um, Dawson. What's the what's the next uh, what's the next race for you, and uh, and what are your goals moving forward? What do you want to do in B class this year? I know I'm going to Muddy Creek this Sunday. Okay. For I don't know what's this, but then I'll start doing some more areas, and then I've got a Kings Cup, and then. Regional. Where is King's Cup? April first, second, third. Of- oh, what the hell? Oh, it's the weekend. It's the weekend of the Ridge. 
I was going to say come to the Ridge, but I understand. I understand. Yeah. Go and get, I, you, go and get yeah, you another title. I'm going to try. And then hopefully I make it. Hopefully you make it. Is that what you said? Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the plan. All right. Well, hey, after you get, you get in after the regional, we'll call you up and have that discussion. All right. All right. 10 4. Well, Dawson, Double D, we appreciate you coming on to the Imperative MX podcast. Actually, before we leave, uh, uh, before I let you go, how bad was Birch oh, for that one moto? It actually wasn't too bad. I liked it. It was fun. Your hands didn't get cold? Come on. I, oh. I think about I thought about it after the moto, but during it, I was just trying to ride. Yeah. Did you go Did you go 1-1 one, one in both of your classes, or...? Uh, Saturday, I uh, had a bad first two motos. My dad had to give me one of the talks. <laughs> yeah, because I was but, I, I was gonna say I I forget what first moto it was that uh that I caught you and knew that you were there and uh because I heard you over the speaker so I went and watched and I saw you back there sitting in like fourth, and I was kind of wondering what was going on back there. Yeah, double D motos, motos. Oh, and uh, not to butt in, but I got to say, you're in the clear. King's Cup is April 7th, 8th, and 9th. Yep, we'll see you at the Ridge. What's at the Ridge? You got to come to the Ridge, dog. I'll show up. Yeah. We need Double D at the Ridge. Me and and myself and Heavy D will be live announcing. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. I just don't know what Heavy's going to say about me. <laughs> I say everything, baby. Come on, now. Is it a race? or? Yeah, yeah it's a race. Yeah, it's, it's a race. It's the NCMX race. Yeah, racer's race, man. Yeah, racer's race. I come come to the other side on, on the other part of the Carolinas and, and show them what's up with Double D. Yeah. Give them a little taste of Double D. There you go. That's what I like. All right, that's what we that's what we like to hear. Uh, Double D Dawson Cobb here on the Imperative MX podcast. Once again, thanks a lot, man, and uh, we'll see you at the races here soon. All right, thank you, thank you. Later. You know it. See ya. Later. And it was good to have Double D Dawson Cobb here on the Imperative MX podcast, episode number eighteen, brought to you by the great people over at Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. Heavy D. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, I love it. You know, Double D repping the C-Class still. Like, he, he lets us know he's out of the C-Class. I mean, it, it, honestly, I don't feel like that matters, man. You got kids that they excel, dude. I mean, D-Class, C-Class, B-Class, A-Class. That's why it's staggered like that, you know. It's made to only get better. So, he's a C-Rider, now he's a B-Rider. He's out there tearing it up. He, know, he knows what he's uh, got himself into and how hard he has to work, so. I love it, man. He, he's going out there, and he's just leaving it all on the line, letting them know Double D is here, and he's making some noise. Absolutely. And while we're at the uh, at the Ridge, um, we're going to have to get him up there uh, on the mic. We gotta, we, we're going to work on his interviews a little bit. We're going to let him branch out a little bit more, kind of like a Snapchat, how he goes on there, and he could be whoever he wants to be. On his interviews, he's got mm-hmm. he's, he's to do the same thing, man. He's, he's confident. He's, you know. 
get a little bit exactly. more get, get a little bit more out of out of Dawson because I was really trying to get uh, some information on that and in, and in, in, on that uh, dynamic between himself and his dad that he did not understand at all. Um, other than mm-hmm. pretty much my dad looks at me and that pretty much means go faster. So. Hey, that that look, man! You better get your life together quick. Yeah, <laughs> your life about to end real quick if you don't straighten up and, yeah. and, and, and uh, full throttle. So, oh man, oh good. And speaking of full throttles, Mika Metals strives to be the leader in product quality. Their bars are constructed of sixty sixty one aerospace aluminum and have a unique design that allows them to retain maximum strength while still having the flex riders desire. Mika sprockets are made from 7075 aerospace aluminum, the highest standard in the industry. Their unique tooth design does, uh, maximizes wear and lets you ride longer. So make sure to go to MikaMetals.com, check out the inventory, and see for yourself. You see the Club MX riders have them on their bikes. Jeremy Martin won uh, the third race of the night uh, a couple weekends ago in Arlington using Mika Metals. So make sure to go and check them out, MikaMetals.com. And actually, Shane McArath and... Um, I think it's Schwartz that has Mika Metals on their bars, or I, or it may be their other 250 riders. But regardless of the fact, uh, the HEP Motorsports team uh, on some of their riders has Mika Metals, so make sure to go and check them out. And uh, Hydropower Heavy Dia helped me out this weekend. It uh, increased my endurance, got rid of my cramping, gave me the, the uh, carbs that I needed, and uh, yeah, it helped me. Uh, eliminate that arm pump and increase my endurance so that I could ride safer and faster, and that's what we want, Heavy D. We want to ride safer and exactly. faster. Exactly. Heck yeah, I mean, i seen what it did to you at the valley, so I can only... Oh, dude. I mean, at the at the valley, I was, I, I was, uh, I was feeling pretty good with the hydropower, so make sure to go and check out drinkhydropower.com to get your blue raz today. And today is actually Garrett's birthday, the owner. And uh, yeah, they had their one-year anniversary. And uh, the link of uh, the link in the description um, will be in this uh, in this podcast for ten percent off of your purchase for any Hydropower product. So make sure to go and click on that link and and uh, save you some money on some Hydropower and uh, FXR from high quality snow rider wear to motocross gear. FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, snow gear, motocross gear, FXR has you covered. In my opinion, Kyle Bitterman's opinion, Garrett Marchbank's opinion, and many more, go and check out the best in sizing, fitting, and venting for motocross riding gear. You see the Club MX guys. You see Justin Starling. You see a lot of these. Actually, I think Heavy D is Justin Starling riding FXR this year. I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured that he was. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of privateers in the paddock. Frederick, uh, Freddie Norin. Um, man, uh, yeah, there's a lot of teams that are using FXR. Uh, so make sure to go and check out FXRRacing.com. And thank you for their continuing support. Find them on social media. And uh, yeah, coming. Uh, at the Ridge, Heavy D, we got to be on the lookout. We got to get the binoculars out and start looking for FXR lick kits uh, starting the uh, first of the year. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's time for those FXR lick kits. We got to have them. Absolutely. And uh, brand new sponsor on board, Total Control Racing Suspension. 
Chad Newton from Burlington, North Carolina, has been in the industry for many, many decades. He had an arena cross team with uh, Jim Neese and Jim Chester there for over 10 years. He knows his stuff. He has Luke Neese where Total Control Racing Suspension is putting it into the main events on Saturday night in Indy with Luke Neese. Uh, he had Mike McDade, Tyler Bright, Josh Thomas, Jim Chester, and so many other legends throughout the year go through Total Control Racing Suspension, and you should too. So make sure to uh, check out Total Control uh, TotalControlSuspensions.com. Thanks to Chad and uh, Total Control for coming on board, keeping it really, really local with Total Control. Make sure to go and check them out. And Heavy D, Silver Valley. Hey. The one and only local national, baby. Absolutely. They got some races coming up in April and uh, NCMX series and also the Sprint Enduro, correct? We we talk about this each time, and I, it feels like we almost always forget. We know the NCMX uh, race, but the Sprint Enduro or that other race uh, is a little wild or a little uh, – we forget sometimes. Yeah, the uh, full gas Enduro, full gas Enduro. Full gas enduro. So what? I think it's like a week spread apart from each other, or maybe two. Mm. What are yep. you doing Nate, over there, well, Heavy D? Are you, are you fighting well, somebody? Weeks, huh? Are you fighting somebody over there? Yeah, my bonnet. Trying to get it on my head. <laughs> Just sounds like you're moving around a lot over there. Like you're trying, like you're trying to defend, uh, defend yourself or something. Yeah, I'm trying to get this bonnet on my head the correct way sorry for the interruptions folks no you're this good this is a heavy deep hair moment oh, no you're good and we're so just, I, 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 I can just already hear the listeners now they're just like what in the world is heavy doing uh, heavy d doing over there but uh, i have my moments i have my moments i'm sorry my my go to bed process takes a little while oh uh, are you a bed princess oh yeah dude when i go to bed I got to sleep like sleeping beauty, dude. I mean, I got to have it. You gotta have it. Like, um, after I eat a fantastic dinner, my girlfriend is cooked. I play with the little one, you know. She gets her bath, she gets fed. Once we get her sleep, we try not to wake her up because that is the true sleeping beauty. Yeah. But the next sleeping beauty in the house is myself, of course. So, gotta go to bed proper. I hear you. Hey, at uh, the Ridge, I'll bring you some pom poms. Ten four. Please do. <laughs> I'll even get you one of those blindfolds. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, man. It's all fun and games here on the Imperative MX podcast. And, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you to all of the sponsors that are uh, that are on board and make it possible uh, for this episode number 18 of the Imperative MX podcast, like we said. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Salem Arena Cross coming to – Salem, Virginia, this coming uh, Friday, which is uh, today is Wednesday night, so uh, just in two days pretty much, and uh, it will be here. Heavy D, are we making it or no? Heavy D, we still available? I'm sorry. I messed up. I, had, I, I muted my phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, bro, my process is next level. 
you have no idea. Dude, you were you were all in on the process. Here's what's funny. I was <laughs> oh, people are gonna love this. You, you you asked me that question and I was literally talking to my phone and I was like, Why ain't he said nothing? And then you was like, We still in here? And I was like, Oh shit. Mute. <laughs> Oh man, it's oh, good. Man. Uh but yeah, uh we we making it this weekend? No, no, we ain't making it this weekend unfortunately. I got to I got to save it for another weekend, so this weekend we ain't going to make it. 10-4, 10-4. Well, uh myself will be at the uh Salem uh Civic Center for uh round number 12 of the AM, AMA Arena Cross Championship and uh Kyle Peters could wrap it up here. It is going to be his hometown race, so uh, I expect a lot of people to be here at this event on uh, on Friday night, and uh, I think the racing is going to be really good, Heavy D. This floor is very, very, very small um, compared to the other venues, I want to say, um, so there's not going to be much room for me to really even get on the track to take pictures or videos. It's probably going to have to be from the starting gate or um, from real low in the stands or something like that, which I'm not upset about um, at all. Um, I hope um, this kind of brings back uh, because here's a here's a little history of uh, AMA Arena Cross when it used to be Amsoil Arena Cross back in the day. I used to race it like 2002, 2003, um, and uh, one year they they made all of us park outside uh, the bikes and everything outside, and it was really really cold, like negative type temperatures with wind chill. And they made us park our oh, bikes outside gosh. because they wouldn't allow us to have the bikes inside because of the fumes or whatever, um, gas, oil, whatever. Um, well, AMA or the Amsoil Arena Cross figured out that the next weekend they had the monster trucks in the Civic Center and they were able to park inside. So after that, uh, Amsoil Arena Cross said we're never coming back to Roanoke. So that's why they never came back to Roanoke because they came to Roanoke for quite some years uh, back in the day. Um, oh early 2000s so this is the first now they've had the tri-state arena cross come here um never had the hoosier tire uh arena cross come here um but no ama arena cross has come back to uh pretty much uh southwest virginia since the early 2000s so this is uh this is pretty new i wrote an article up on imperative mx about this event and uh, I didn't know if I got my facts straight with that. I'm gonna actually, actually, I'm actually gonna ask some people, um, the promoters and stuff at the race, if they know anything about that. And may, they may not because they, you know, might have not associated with Amsoil uh, Arena Cross back in the day. But um, really cool that Arena Cross is making its way back to Southwest Virginia, Heavy D. Heck yeah, dude. That's. It's gonna be sick, but I did not know that they did that. Like made y'all sit. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd have been like, okay. They had one of those like white, those big like white canopy tents, you know, that covers everything, and then they had uh, propane heaters in there. Oh, yeah. So um, teams and the promoters were not very uh, stoked on Roanoke Civic Center. Um, Now that's the story that I got told through the grapevine. Now, I don't know if there's another backstory on that or something else, but I know that that 100% was a factor because it was in the middle of January, and uh, it was cold. Um, very cold. So, But I hope that they That can, was definitely a factor. 
Yeah, yeah. But I hope that they can make it back to the Roanoke Civic Center because it is a bigger floor um, than the Salem Civic Center that they're going to be in this weekend. Um, and it's going to be really interesting. I want to hear how the riders like it because I'm not going to lie, Heavy D, the dirt fucking sucks. Not going to lie. It's not good. It's not good. It's hard packed. Um, is it that bad? Dude, I mean – Unless they bring in other dirt, Heavy D, it is it is going to be just Blue Groove City. That's all it's going to be. Because um, when the Tri-State Arena Cross has come here, and I raced it back in 2020, um, <clears throat> if they're using that same dirt, it's it's not going to – I wouldn't say it's not going to race well because I haven't seen the track yet, but that track does not allow uh, for good racing just because of how – slick um it can be once you get that kind of top layer off and you get down to um the the base of the dirt right but i could be completely wrong maybe it's you know maybe they bring in uh some better dirt or find better dirt or put a lot of moisture in it or whatever the case may be so i'm not gonna judge it just yet but just basing it off of other years uh, the you know, and the dirt that has been brought in for those events, which literally looks like the exact same dirt that they've been using for years and years and years. Um, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. No, it definitely would. If it was that bad, then I mean, surely to God they would learn from the mistakes of years ago by like putting everybody outside and bringing that shit dirt. But well, I they mean, never had never a legit know. series, you know, come in until now. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, but it's going to be cool. I mean, we're going to, uh, Jared Leisure will be there on the two stroke. Kyle Peters will be there. Bitterman will be there. I'm sure Taco will be there. Um, a lot of good fan, fan interaction, 1v1, um, racing action, kind of like a dash for cash type thing. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really good and, uh, good for this area, especially since it's been really, uh, really chilly around, around this area. Oh, without a doubt. I think it'll be sick, though. I mean, I think it'll be a lot of people there just because it hasn't hasn't been one in the area for so long. So, I mean, you would think if, you know, the facts of, I mean, what happened years ago got passed on to you, sure to God they could have got passed on to the series now. And I mean, I think they have a say-so what kind of dirt they want to bring in, you know. If you want to bring in, like, some – sugar sand or fucking good red dirt or that crappy like light clay that's so hard and shitty yeah Hopefully that's that's what that. that's what that's what they use is that that I hard clay that, that, yeah it's that hard yeah. clay crap yeah dude it's not good uh like i said i've raced it dude i remember 0807 on a 250 racing that in the b class um with, uh, I mean, Ryan Smith was out there in the pro class because they used to have actual good money for it. Jim Neese came out one time for it. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they, they don't have the same dirt, but if they do, um, man, I'm going to be praying for the riders if one of them goes down because it's a, it is a hard surface to go down on. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's just something you don't want to go down on. No, uh, but I hope that there's a better. Uh, I hope that there's a really good race uh, here. I hope that uh, maybe some more riders uh, come out for this weekend. Um, you know, maybe even some local uh, local uh, prodigies 
uh, try to make mix it yeah. up, mix it up a little bit, you know, make the make the racing interesting. Not saying that it's it, it isn't interesting, but man, when KP gets out front and unless Bitterman is right on his tail, it's it's damn near game over. Um, I mean, KP's trying to go after Buddy Antonez's rec- record, so um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be his fifth or sixth title, I think fifth title, um, in a row. Um, in these uh, in these okay. cross series, I think it's in a row. Um, I know last year he won, and the year before that, I think I think this may be his fifth title. Uh, but I know he's definitely moving up there, especially in the win category for sure. So, um, but moving on, yeah, from... that'll be. Go ahead. I was just saying that'll be good. I mean, like like I, like you said, hopefully somebody does give him a challenge. Yeah, me too, me too. It'll be uh it'll be really good and we're gonna try to get out as much content as we can and do some reads up on uh the website and all of that and it may not be all up until Saturday uh morning after the event because I know I'm gonna kinda just wanna take it in and talk to everybody that I can because like because I haven't been to an actual AMA Arena Cross championship series race and uh since my very last one in two thousand sixteen when I got hurt. So um it's been a very, very long time, so uh, try to rekindle with some of the people that I do know and try to meet some of the people that I don't know. Um, so try to get all the racing action that we can. But moving into uh, Indianapolis Supercross Heavy D, we're going to kind of keep this uh, keep this kind of short. But, uh, man, Kickstart Kenny gets it done, Heavy D, when um, nine rounds in and Ken Roxon has found a way to win on uh, the Suzuki, the uh, the bike that everybody said cannot win, so he gets it done. Oh, dude, I was I was so stoked for him, man. It was it was long overdue and highly needed, man. It was, he, he, you know, he's been working hard, and I said it. I said it. I was he gonna get one. He's yep. gonna get one. Well, we both said it. We both said that he's gonna get one. He's got to. Oh yeah, dude. He, <clears throat> he was. It was just a matter of time, and I think that's just. It goes to show, like he was, he he worked hard, and they, the team is still working hard. People can say what they want. They, people are like, oh well, Sexton crashed. If Barsha would have had more laps, like here's the thing. I understand Sexton crashed. That was that was that was a personal issue. That that sounded like that was a personal issue to me. Yep. Barsha, he had a whole race to come back. It's only it's a certain amount of time. It don't matter how much times in the race, everybody gets the same amount of time. Everybody gets the same track. So, I mean, rocks and one, fair and square, straight up. That's just how it is. No, absolutely. I mean, he led all 27 laps. He got the whole shot. He qualified fourth. Um, he um, rode really, really good. I still think that there's more in Kenny because I still feel like he rode stiff. Um, oh, he did. He got nervous there at the end because you could tell it was in a sight, so – Oh, it was yeah. just a slight mistake. Yeah, but I feel like even just just watching him ride through practice and stuff, it's just not the flashy Ken Roxon that we normally see. Um, it just seems it just looks different, and I understand it's probably he doesn't know exactly what the motorcycle is going to do one hundred percent yet, and just kind of worried about that. But once he starts finding his flow again, um, and kind of loosening up the body a little bit i think that he's he's gonna be he's gonna be really good and uh i kind of wonder is is this going to be a uh 
a kind of new trend uh, that Roxon's going to be up here uh, close to the front because he's only had one other podium and now a win um, out of nine races so far. So moving into round number 10, Heavy D, can uh, Heavy D keep this upward trend? I'm I'm gonna look, I'm gonna say it like this. I don't. I'm not gonna try and jinx it, but I'm gonna say he's gonna start to press. He's gonna start pressing the envelope a lot more. I think he's gonna start pushing a lot harder because I mean that one is one of those things that felt so good. I don't think he wants to lose that feeling again. So I feel like he's gonna push. Like you know, here he's kind of been like you know just adjusting, getting, trying to get acquainted with the whole setup and being comfortable. And seeing what the bike needs to be, so they can be in that position to be up there battling for podiums and wins week in and week out. But I think that last night it was a huge. I'm well, not last night. I'm crazy as hell. My bad. <laughs> last weekend, <Yeah. laughs> last weekend was a big step, and I feel like I think it was a step over their expectation of what they wanted to try and do. And it was one of those things. It's like, all right, it's it's. I think this opportunity has approached us a lot faster than we anticipated so we're gonna go for the go for the gusto so now i feel like it's that time where he's really gonna start pushing it a lot more you know to be up there consistently and trying to get another another win or, or more wins and justin barsha i mean uh getting second on the night won won his first heat race of the year um with style i must add and Derek crocker from north carolina uh, DNC photos captured that awesome shot uh, that Verb put up for their photo of the week, and sure enough, it was uh, Barsha doing his one-footed uh, whip over the finish line during his heat, ra- hit, heat race win. Um, <clears throat> Barsha looks like he's he's ready to play uh, with these wins as well. Um, he's looking really, really good. Um, even uh, in Arlington before um, we went to Daytona, uh, he had the speed, just wasn't there in the results. In Daytona, he was very, very close to getting a podium. Um, and sure enough, this weekend uh, comes out, qualifies second. I think that that's his best uh, qualifying of the season. Um, he started seventh in the main event and worked through uh, like Cooper Webb and Plessinger and Anderson and Cicerello and all of those guys to get to where he was and uh, the fastest guy on the track uh, for I think the second weekend in a row. Um, yeah, Barsha seems like he's here to play Heavy D. Oh yeah, dude. He, I, I think he is. It was and it was man, it's just one of those things it, it was like he was flowing. He felt good. The bike was good. Just everything was just like, you know, in his, I ain't gonna say in his favor, but it was just clicking for him. And I think that's what he's been needing. So it's crazy, man. It was like, you know, we've been talking about sex and sex and sex. And it probably could be too early to, you know, make this kind of prediction. But we was all like, oh, you know, we feel like it could be sex up there, like, you know, switching up the party later on in the season right now. And that's, Dude, it's actually other guys. So, honestly, I mean, it could be that it's not sex and the one we should be worried about. It's probably guys in the likes of Justin Barsha and Ken Roxon and some of the other ones, you know? Yeah, I mean, you think about it. Uh, I wrote this on the Imperative MX website. I mean, this is the closest championship battle between the top seven um, 
in the last decade. Last year was uh, significantly better than the years previous, but this year is 10 points closer uh, than it even was last year. So under 50 points, the top seven are. Um, with Cooper Webb out front, one point in front of Tomac, Sexton 13 points behind uh, Webb, uh, Anderson, that still has not gotten a win yet uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Ken, that has now won a race. Barsha is now um, starting to move up a little bit. Uh, you know, he's on the rise. And also, Aaron Plessinger has been on the rise for multiple um, races and has been trying to get on that podium since he got his first one this year in Tampa, uh, the race that we went to. So, um, these top seven guys have completely separated themselves from the others. Craig Wilson, um, Cincerello, Savachi, even though he's not there anymore, uh, Hill, Nichols, um, McElrath, those guys. Uh, so they have completely separated themselves. And uh, I don't think it's just the big three anymore, Heavy D. I think it's the big seven. Oh, I can I agree 100% with you there. I do. It's it's crazy how everything's like kind of playing out right now. And I mean, it's only going to get more exciting. Yeah. And we're, you know, a little bit more than halfway now, uh, or one race past halfway, if you want to call it that. Um, or no, you would say pretty much this is, yeah, we're in between half, halfway right now. So, um, yeah, there's a lot more racing to go. There's, um, uh, Motor Speedway coming up. There is, a, you know, Triple Crowns. Uh, we go to Glendale, Seattle, Nashville, East Rutherford. Um, so there's a lot of good races, uh, I think, for everybody. Um, let's talk about, um, you know, we talked about Ken. We talked about Barsha. Coop just didn't, I don't think, felt it. Um, felt it all all day. He qualified eighth. Uh, which isn't surprising. Um, he finished or he started in second and moved back to third after Barsha got around him. Um, and like he said after the after the finish, um, that he just didn't have it for him and uh, was willing to put in his you know good consistent race. He knew where Tomac and Sexton were um, after Sexton went down. So and yeah, I mean you have to talk about Sexton being up there and unfortunately having that false neutral mistake. Uh, going through that big rut, trying to jump uh, onto the step on after the finish line um, mechanics area. So um, there's a lot of guys that can, uh, you know, be in the mix. Um, but one guy I wanted to speak about, Heavy D, was Adam. Uh, he's been gone for two races since Cirillo, and he comes back and has his best finish of the year uh, on arguably the most technical track of the year. Uh, with all of the ruts and um, all of that. So, yeah, uh, good job, AC. Sixth place, Heavy D. Yeah, he was right up there a little farther, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was up there uh, close to uh, yeah. Webb and Sexton at the very beginning, but I think when Barsha uh, was moving his way on up, um, I think he got pushed back a little bit, but he was showing some fight. So that's good uh, from, from AC. It, like from my perspective, I kind of felt like he got a little tired. That's just not being not from racing. I feel like you know, but I mean, also at the same time, like when you're speaking on Cooper, it was funny because he he latched on to Barsha, but it's like when they got to the lap traffic, I guess it like Barsha was getting through lap traffic. Like 
tremendously fast. And I think it, it's Cooper started to make a few mistakes when he got in lap traffic because how quick Barkley was getting through. Yeah. But, I mean, for sure, they were like, it was sweet. And yeah, AC was ripping. I thought he was going to actually pull off like podium there for a minute because dude he was ripping yeah me too we couldn't we couldn't watch the race birch creek if you do not know or have never been there is not the best for cell service and uh we had gone to buffalo wild wings earlier in the night to get some food and on our way back um we got to just start the 450 main event as we were pretty much uh getting close to the track and then it cut off so i tried to watch and refresh the uh live timing as much as i could and i wish that i could have actually watched uh, the whole thing live, but of course I went back and and rewatched it. And yeah, I was really surprised with Adam and the way that he rode, and um, I think he had even his um, best qualifying of the year too at six. But I could be wrong from there. Um, but yeah, started fourth and w- only went back to six. Uh, that's really good um, for AC and good to see that he's uh, doing really well. Um, uh, Kristen Craig, another seventh. I mean. You know, way better than he was in the very beginning of the year at 11th and 12th. Um, so it seems like he's found a very good, comfortable spot right there in 7th. And I think that that's where we normally think that or that we think uh, Christian should be. I don't know if I really see him beating, um, you know, Pleasanger, Barsha, Roxon, Anderson, Sexton, Tomac, or Webb. Um, I think he fits right in there around that um, Craig... Uh, I mean, around that uh, Hill, Josh Hill, Justin, I mean, uh, Dean Wilson, Shane McArath, like that sort of area? Or do you feel like there's there's way more for uh, for Christian Craig? Um, man, it's, it's hashtag, so hard has, to say. Hashtag deep field. Yeah, man, the field is deep. It's not even so much the field is deep. It's just I just don't feel like can he do it? Yes. I think he can. It's just, man, I just don't feel like he's, I could be wrong. He could be comfortable on the bike. I just, I could see a podium. I could see the, I could see the high for Christian at a podium. And I feel like that's really good in his first 450, uh, supercross debut on a full team for the entire season. So, I feel like if he grabs a podium yeah. or two, I feel like that's good. But I, I don't see him anything past that. No, I just, man, honestly, personally, just nothing against that I And I know it's a four fifty; those things bark. Yes, but yeah, he just to me, just I mean, aggression. I mean, I understand you can be aggressive, way more aggressive on a two fifty, but. It's just I don't see as much aggression on that 450 as he was, like, on the Star Yamaha 250. And I know you don't really have to ride a 450 like that, but it's just even the body language to me doesn't seem like he's, like, you know, pushing for that. And it could be a comfortability thing. I mean, I know his speed there. I think he can do it. I feel he can really get up there and get a podium without a doubt, like, and I feel he can get up there and battle, battle, you know, for actually some top positions. It's just, I mean, I just don't see the whoop I think speed it's, like that, like that whoop speed that we always talk about with Chris, with Christian, and we just unless he's just way back there and he's he's uh you know losing a lot of time elsewhere, but killing the whoops. I mean, I really haven't even seen that this year, Heavy D. Yeah, 
No, I hadn't either. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I it just feel this. I think it's it, it could be a multiple things. He's probably and it could be he's just not comfortable going that fast, which I could see it because I mean they're fucking like hauling ass out there. Them dudes ain't messing around. Yeah. But and he had that gnarly just, crash at Anaheim one too. So I wonder if yeah. that's still lingering in the in the back of his mind too. But it just it seems like he's just not comfortable on the husky because we're just not seeing the things that normally Christian Craig would do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wow, I really agree with that. Yeah. So um he finished seventh on the night. Um good for him. Um Tomac, weirdo, weirdo eighth. Uh but this is weird than this is this is more strange than his Tampa fifth place getting gapped by Kenny. Dude, this is weird. This, this was weird. It, I think this is one of those things. It's, now, he could all shut us up and come out and win in Detroit, and we will never, ever. But, I mean, are we, are we pushing like this is kind of almost like a Cowie moment, or are we not there yet? Because the last time he had a no. weirdo race, he came back and won. So he shut us all up. Uh, so this this isn't a cowie moment. This is this is the veteran mind of Tomac. This is how I look at it. Where if he's just not In feeling fact, it, he's not going for it. Yeah, if if it's not like if he's not comfortable or it one of those he's not going push it and risk throwing it away. He would rather and it, it honestly it's a smart strategy. Yep. But at the same time, you got to think too. This is how I look at it. You got Cooper right there. Ah, Sexton, I know he's not too worried about because the mistakes keep happening. Yep. He's making way too many mistakes, even though he's still close in points. Too many mistakes keep happening. And I think he's looking at it, you know, it's better to salvage than crash out and throw it all away. Because one race, you can't throw it all away yeah. if you crash out. So. I mean, the dirt was, like, super soft, which, like I say again, everybody has the same track, but it was one of those deals. He just wasn't really willing to push, so he just kind of salvaged the night. And honestly, looking at it this late in the season, uh, and Cooper now has the point, you can't you can't afford to do that anymore. That's just how I look at it. No, this I could be wrong, be, but... This is going to be a mental fight all the way to the end between... Um, these guys, dude, this is going to be insane. Because, I mean, where he's laying down and just kind of letting it happen, Cooper's going to push. He's going to give it 100% every time. That's why he, like, got the points lead really now, because that third secured him a one point ahead. So this late in the season now, because, you know, usually he's just now getting in his groove in years past by yep. now. Yep. And he was that close. This early in that early in the season, yeah, like you round two, yeah, 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 yeah. You that's can't, even scarier. You, you can't, yeah, you can't be doing that too many more times. Like that's that's kind of a no no. No, um, I was looking at the stats right here uh, in front of me. You know how many laps led Cooper has? Take a guess. Laps led. Yep, laps led. Uh, Tomac has seventy, and Sexton has thirty eight. How many does Cooper Webb have in the lead? Not not in the lead, but in the in the in the points. Um he's in the lead in the points. Probably twenty four. Twelve. No, seventeen. Twelve. Damn, I was I was close. 
12. He only has 12 <laughs> laps led and two wins. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Six, six, don't even... six laps a, le- uh, a win. Six laps a win. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. But that shows you that, that at the end of the race, Tomac is going to be shaking in his boots if he's got that number two behind him. Oh, yeah. So, um, and these races coming up, um, Webb has been notorious uh, being good at. So, uh, this is going to get really interesting. Um Moving down the list, uh, Justin Hill finished uh, ninth, which was really good inside the top ten. His brother finished 11th, Wilson 12th, McGrath 13th, uh, improving, and so uh, is show um, Kyle Chisholm there in 14th. Freddie got 15th. He helped out my fantasy points. I will take that. I appreciate it, Freddie. Um, Kevin, Mo- uh, Kevin Morans, 16th, Starling 17th, Harlan, another FXR rider. Uh, 18th, Cartwright, FXR rider, 19th, Cade Clayson, that Partzilla team, 20th. Uh, Juwan Cross made his first Supercross main event of the year. Uh, gets in that 20, uh, 21st spot. And, of course, only fans only, Logan Carnell uh, in that 22nd position. And, uh, yeah, that's it for the 450 class, Heavy D. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, talk about within the 450 class before we move on to the 250 Main event? No, no, I think that's pretty much it there. Um, moving into the 250 class here on the Imperative MX podcast, episode number 18. Thank you guys so much for uh, for listening. Um, Hunter Lawrence uh, grabs his uh, th- third win of the year or fourth? I think this is his, uh, let's see. Four. Houston. Oh, no. Houston, Tampa. Daytona, yeah, this is his fourth win. Um, yeah, grads. Uh, I saw Denny Stevenson post this on uh, on Twitter, and uh, who's the fastest in uh, in Supercross this year, Heavy D? I know we had this little discussion on the last uh, pod, but I mean, Hunter looks good, and Jet is obviously good. I mean, are they even, Heavy D? Are we saying they're even? I mean, they both have the same amount of wins, don't they? Yeah, they both have the same amount of wins. Uh, they both have had comebacks. Uh, they both have shown grit, a uh, little bit of aggression. Um, they both have uh, obviously shown that their technique is good. I feel like Hunter has uh, it much improved on his uh, over-the-bars, uh, just technique in general, his speed, his grit, determination. I feel like that is uh, is all good. And you know what a crazy stat is? is he's only one win behind his brother Jet in Supercross. Is that crazy? Dang. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, mm. um, yeah. Very interesting stat, uh, for sure. So, um, but, yeah, he just, he, he got the whole shot and, uh, led all, led all the laps, all 21 laps, uh, for the, for the victory, uh, Thrasher and and uh, Jordan Smith, uh, teammates, one and or uh, two and three, uh, Jeremy Martin, he was on the move. Uh, he started in tenth, or uh, I'm sorry, he started in seventh and moved his way up to fourth, passing like Anstey and Blos and uh, Deegan ended up going down in the whoops towards the end of the main event, but he passed Hayden, 
which seems like almost to be his uh his uh nemesis out there on the uh on the track they seem to be uh punting each other quite a lot uh not literally but uh kind of um but uh yeah i mean i'm just looking down through the list nothing really uh catches my eyes um other than lane allison who made his first uh career uh 250 supercross main event uh luke nice made it in as well he didn't race the uh uh, the main event, but he's got three broken bones in his foot, and he showed up just to qualify for the main event, just to have his name in there. So that that's worth something, Heavy D. Oh, good. He, he got his name in the main, main event, and he got his check, so he got paid. That's all that, that matters. That's right. That's all that matters. Um, Chris Blose, I felt like, had a much better ride on that Pro Circuit bike. Uh, 35 years old out there his first factory ride and yeah he puts in a six i felt like that was uh that was good and he had his best qualifying time at uh third um he started second moved back to six but that's a lot better than we have been seeing him in that like eighth position so dude that is right now that is a win for pro circuit they literally got one guy out there and that's the grandpa of the family uh that's the zombie you can't kill a zombie when he's already dead no (laughs) yeah dude um yeah no it's it's what they needed for sure. I saw Jet Reynolds make his uh make his appearance back. Uh he's at uh he was at Freestone and maybe at Springading this week I think from what I saw. Um Shimoto's back on the bike now. Um I guess Mumphy's coming in in Seattle. Um I guess. I don't know. Have you heard anything on that? I thought he was supposed to come back in Oakland, but that never happened. So <laughs> I guess he's coming back to Seattle. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Forkner's out for a while. Uh, Rodder D's out for a, for a while. Um, Hemmecker's out for a while. Uh, hey, Mac- everybody's out. Uh, McAdoo demolished his elbow in the whoops in Arlington, or not Arlington, but um, was that Anaheim two? Yeah. Yeah. Where he went over the bars. I mean, that was that was gnarly. He, he quagmired that thing. <clears throat> Dude, that was not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, anything else? Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, Thrasher. Uh, I heard. Uh, Wygant and Steve Mathis and JT were talking about before the press conference. On uh, Saturday night after the main event, they were all told, all the media members were told not to ask Thrasher and Lawrence about the about the maneuver or about the uh, incident that happened in Daytona. I would have asked just for hello. That's what I was that I would have. Yeah, I would have beat around the bush, but I would have pretty much asked a question. Um, I don't understand why it was a big deal. Apparently, apparently it's coming from the Lawrence camp uh, that they don't want to talk about it, apparently, um, which I don't really like. I mean, press conferences are press conferences. You're supposed to, you know, media members are going to ask the hard questions and you have to answer the hard questions. That's what it is. Have you ever watched an NFL or an NBA press conference afterwards? Like, mm-hmm. they don't care. They'll ask whatever. So, um, I wasn't really a big fan of that. Um, telling them that they can't ask a certain question when everybody saw it and, you know, everything. So, uh, I would say you don't want stupid question. Don't 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 do stupid shit. Yeah, well, that that's a very good point too, Heavy D. That is a very good that is a very good point. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do 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 stupid shit. We talk about it, you know? So um Hey, yeah. I tell my youngest all the time, dumb actions get dumb consequences. That, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah. So make sure when you're riding the pit bike or the scooter or the Grom out uh, you know, while you're riding around in the pits and stuff, make sure you put a helmet on. Because I I learned that lesson pretty quick too. Um I was I think we were at Dreamville and my dad had a well, it used to be wide open back in the day, but dad had a, a little Zuma uh, scooter. Well, it was a, it was a um, Beamer. It was a Beamer uh, is what is what the uh, model was. But anyways, um, there was a big sand pile, and I uh, went to go up and over it. And uh, on the other side, I had a big massive hill from, uh, or I mean a hole from where I guess a kid had been playing with his uh, Tonka trucks or whatever. And I straight hit it and went right over the bars. And the scooter landed right on top of me, hit my head, everything. So from now on, I always wear my helmet all the time just because of that reason. And, um, yeah, make sure to wear a helmet, Heavy D. Oh, yes. Trust me. You can have a lot of things replaced, but a brain is not one of them. Like head, rather. No. Uh, you oh, can... you can try to get that replaced, too, but you don't want to. Uh, no, I mean you could probably find a brain on the black market, but I don't know if you really want to put that inside of your body. You never know what you might get. Actually, I don't oh, know. Cool. I don't know. That'd be pretty interesting. Dollar General. <laughs> you can buy a brain at Dollar General. Dollar Tree specials right next to the totally <laughs> awesome. Yeah, right next right next hey. to the, do- the the totally awesome. Can I get that? Can I get that cranium over there for a dollar twenty five cent? Hey, you can get the whole gallon of Totally Awesome for a dollar twenty-five at Dollar Tree. It's awesome. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else on the uh, two hundred and fifty Supercross main event, Heavy D, from this past weekend in uh, Indianapolis? Moving forward into uh, round number ten, uh, Detroit this weekend. Uh, remember last year, uh, Cooper had that weirdo mistake and Sexton landed on him. Or hold on. Yeah, remember where? Remember where he had the brain fart and he thought he could triple out of the corner and, and he came up short and um, Sexton ended up nailing him. Oh, yeah, I think I do. I don't have a Look on the uh, look on the Imperative MX Instagram. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't. That out. I can't believe you don't remember that. That was a. Uh, that was the. That was the same race that. Uh, Brayton had his uh, fifth place, and Tomac. Uh, Tomac ended up winning and uh, passing Poto in the uh, career win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. I remember. Yeah, yeah. We're going back to that same place. Damn, that's crazy. That's. That's literally wild. Yeah, isn't it? It's crazy. It's already been a year, dude. It's it's unbelievable. That was actually one of the first reads I ever did for the website last year. Um, but uh, man, it's uh, it's awesome, and what a phenomenal episode number eighteen here on the Imperative MX podcast. Spoke about Birch Creek, uh, motocross park this past weekend. Snow area qualifier. Uh, we have Salem Arena Cross coming to the Salem Civic Center this weekend. We spoke about that. Uh, other motocross races coming up we spoke about. 
We brought back the local legend segment with South Carolina's own Dawson Cobb and spoke about his 22, or 2022 success, um, moving from C-class to B-class, and uh, much more from Dawson in this episode. And finally, we broke down all of the racing action from, uh, or, or going to break down all of the racing action from Salem Arena Cross uh, this coming weekend, and then we broke down all of that racing action in Indianapolis for Monster Energy Supercross where Ken Roxon took home the win. And, uh, yeah, big thanks to uh, all of the companies who make this possible again. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, Mika Metals, and the brand-new sponsor, Total Control Racing Suspension. Well, that's it. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Imperative MX Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, Spotify. Find all of the other uh, podcasts available everywhere. Check out Imperative MX when you get the chance. Check out all the social media platforms from myself, host, Zach Newberry, and co-host, Heavy D. We're out. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Later. Later.